We are Pixie and Ogre. This is an intersectional LGBTQIA plus friendly podcast led by two lesbians living in the sticks of North Carolina. We discuss topics that support our values, including pro-Black Lives Matter, pro-trans and gender non-binary, and pro-sex work, among many other topics. Pixie is me, Mel. I hold a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling. Ogre is Laura, who has no degrees or licenses, but just likes to hear her sarcastic fat-ass talk. Good afternoon. I'm Pixie, warm Mel. And I'm Laura, otherwise known as the Ogre. <laughs> and our topic today is love, sex, relationships, specifically bad exes. Most of us have them. If you don't, you might be the bad ex. We would love to hear your input and your um, stories. So if you want to share or you have questions and need advice, you can email us at pixieandogrepod at gmail.com. P-I-X-I-E-A-N-D-O-G-R-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. And uh, actually, Laura has a listener letter for us today. We've got a listener letter here that I thought was interesting and it tied into today's topic. So I'm going to read it real quick and then Mel and I will give some advice. Um, Let's see. Dear Pixie and Ogre. My wife and I got married in March after dating for six months. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of issues with jealousy and flirting Mm. while we were dating, and I often wondered if she was cheating. Eek. Oof. Been there. All right. Well, it goes on. (laughs) I proposed because I thought a commitment would change things. I'm sorry. I proposed because I thought a commitment would change things. Yes. I just wanted to... Okay. All right. All right. Do I need to read that again? No. I'm good. All right. Twice is enough. We should be familiar with this. It sounds very familiar. Um, I thought a commitment would change things and cement the relationship. Oh. Everything was the fine. Familiarity is just <laughs> rushing over me. Right, I'm having flashbacks of just like a U-Haul. <laughs> Everything was fine for a month or so after the wedding, but recently she has become secretive with her phone and spends hours a day online. Oh. Yeah, she gets defensive when I ask her about it, and she never leaves her phone unattended. Okay. How, how can I get her to talk about what's going on? Um, and it's signed uh, two viewers, two listeners. Um, they provided, she provided her email address and I'm not, I'm not going to read it out loud. Sure. Sure. The email address is two females names. <laughs> and I just, you just told me what that meant two minutes before we started this podcast. Would you like to share? Yes. Whenever you're on Facebook or Instagram or any of the social media, or even emails and it's two people's names together. It means they share an account. So if you go onto <laughs> a Facebook account and it's um, it's Laura and Melissa at Facebook or whatever, that means one of them has cheated or <laughs> is cheating, and the other person is so suspicious that they're like, "You can't have your own private account because I need to see everything that you're posting and and have complete and utter access." And wow, yeah, that's. So when I, you know, the, when I read this, I immediately saw their return email address and thought, uh-oh, like this is... Red flags were flying. Red flags Got everywhere. Um, I mean, I believe that people in a relationship have to have some sort of semblance of privacy, whether it's Facebook sure. or email. You know, I mean, sometimes you just, you just 
want to talk to somebody and it, it may not right? be nefarious, but it's, it's private. Right. I um, mean, and, right. So I, you know, I rarely come across these accounts that you speak of. I don't think I've ever seen an email address with two, two people's names, but I think I always assumed this was a joint couple account, couples account, and they had their own individual Facebook accounts or social media, but it makes sense. It, it does. And I, there's a lot of jealousy and flirting and everybody's always staring at their phones. And, you know, a lot of times you don't know what, you know, you're sitting on the sofa together and your partner is staring at their phone for an hour and you don't know if they're playing a game or they're looking up, you know, great aunt Myrtle's cornbread recipe or what they're I mean, that doing. That shit is good though. It's on a real note. It's worth looking up. <laughs> But you don't know what they're doing, and and yeah. I think that it can foster a sense of jealousy, or you know. Well, if it was already there, as it, according to this listener and their letter, it was already there while they were dating, and then, not to negate any love that they may have, but it sounds like the marriage might have been more of a, I'm gonna lock this down and give a sense of security, which. I mean, we all know a marriage license and a ring doesn't prevent infidelity, so. No, it doesn't prevent anything. And no. I mean, this goes into a whole different topic of, you know, marriage and rushing marriage and how if there's, if it's not there before marriage, it's not going to be there after a marriage. Right. That marriage right. doesn't make two people love each other more or less or commit anyone more or less. Exactly. And essentially, you know, taking your saying your vows at your wedding, whatever they may be, you know, you're you can't truly commit to loving someone for the rest of your life. You know, I mean, things happen and and traditionally people don't stay together forever anymore. That's true. But, um yeah. In this situation with the reader letter, if you're listening again, um, and if you are, thank you. Yes, hello. Um, I'm not trying to bash you or anything, but there just seems to be a lack of overall communication in the relationship. Right. Um, both prior to the wedding and after, um, on both parts. Instead of guessing and thinking and, you know, thinking of all the horrible things in your head, you, you guys really need to be open and talk and figure out what's going on and, um, you know, work through it. And I mean, that's really all I have to say. Yeah. I mean, I agree. I think, I think given what we know it, the distrust, it makes sense why it's there and, right. and the insecurity with being on the phone and the secrecy I'm sure is just fostering that jealousy and like what's going on. Um, as far as what to do, I mean, I know probably some of our listeners are screaming like, look at her phone. But I mean, I just, I've, I've been cheated on many, many, many a time. And I never once did that. And only just because uh, I, don't, I wouldn't want someone to do that to me. And I've had it done to me. Right, and it's not necessarily that you're hiding something, but it, it is that sense of privacy. You know, I want to be able to, if I'm having a bad day and I need to text my best friend or my sister and just have a, a full-out bitch session, Right. I don't necessarily want that to spill over to you. Right, and it should be unedited. You should be able to write and speak 
as if your partner isn't listening or reading because they, I'm going to just put my opinion out there. I don't believe they should be. I think if, I think if one is feeling so inclined to be snooping in that way or trying to get information because they're not getting it from their partner, that's probably giving you all the information that you need. Right. I mean, that's just a huge problem in itself. Yeah. I mean, that, that goes back to the whole lack of communication. Right. You know, and if there's no communication in a relationship, if there's not open and honest communication in right. a relationship, then there's, that's just the beginning of a whole host of other problems that need to be addressed. Laura and I have two rules. If we want to cheat, we have to talk about it first with each other. No hiding or sneaking behind each other's backs. And most importantly, don't murder me. You know, don't right, kill like, me to be with the new love. Just tell me we'll break up. It's fine. Right, it's right. fine. We'll, we'll break up. We'll be um, fair and equitable in the disbursement of funds and household goods. But, yeah, I don't want to be buried somewhere out in the desert. No. You know, on your next camping trip. Just, um... No. Yeah, just... You don't have to get rid of me. Just, to get rid of me, just tell me to go. Just, just walk away. <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> I think in 2020, the term is now... Consciously uncoupling. Oh, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting. Consciously uncoupling. Yep. But, yeah, I think we should have marriage and relationships be a, a theme that we can further investigate because I have a lot of opinions on marriage. But Yes, as do I. <clears throat> um, but this, this letter reminds me of my own experiences with not trusting someone, jealousy, insecurity, um, and my bad ex. It's a horrible way to live. It really is. I want to hear your bad ex stories. So I was with this person on and off, more on than off for about five years. Eek. And I wasn't even that young. Like I was pretty young when it started, like 22, but towards the end, like 27, like. Oh, that, that's dragging it out a little bit. It's dragging bit. it out. Yeah, it's, it's dragging it out a lot. So I have these two stories. It's, it's called The First Christmas and The Second Thanksgiving. Oh, holiday stories. Oh, oh, holidays were epically brutal in this relationship. <laughs> Birthdays, holidays, Columbus Day, Memorial Day. It didn't matter. Didn't matter. It didn't okay. matter. So our first Christmas, we had just moved into our own apartment. Previous, we had literally... When I say previous, I mean days before Christmas, we were living in a one-room apartment, one-bedroom apartment with her grandfather. Okay. And so we had just moved into our own place, and I was a daycare teacher. So what do I get my first holiday season? I get the fucking flu. Of course you do. Of course I do. And... We were set to have um, her family over for Christmas Eve to like, you know, I don't even remember to be honest, like hors d'oeuvres or like a little dinner, but just like to hang out. And like, I had a week off from work, so it was like to kick off the week. But there was food? There, oh, there was definitely food. Okay, as long as and there was food, I'm still in. 100% there was food. But a couple of days before this, we discovered that our apartment that we just moved into had fleas. Oh, because the previous owner had cats, and apparently the fleas had uh, <coughs> become dormant because the apartment had been um, vacant for so long that us moving in and turning the heat on woke those little critters up. Oh, interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I have the flu. 
I worked until six o'clock on Christmas Eve at a daycare. Ouch. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna repeat that again. 6 p.m. at a daycare on Christmas Eve. So like some parents are just squeezing out the last moments because we were gonna be closed for a week. Right, and they had to spend a whole week with their kids. Exactly. So we also had people come that day to bomb for fleas. I had asked the person that I was with to please make sure that any bread items or any food was off the counter. She did not. So I came home and all of that food was ruined. Um, before I came home, I didn't have a car at this time. I lived a mile away from work and I walked to and from work. Wow. Even in the snow, even in the winter. <laughs> you sound like my grandmother. <laughs> I did. I walked a mile <laughs> one way in the snow Up to hill. work. Sometimes. Uphill both ways. Sometimes. <laughs> so, um, so, of course, I'm not feeling well. It's Christmas Eve. It's cold out. And one of her relatives was supposed to come pick me up, and they were running late. I was being offered a ride by literally every male coworker that was leaving because I'm sitting outside on the bench in Connecticut on December 22nd 4th, freezing and with the flu. And they're like, can I give you a ride home? And I was not allowed to accept a ride home. Why? Now I say I'm not allowed. I know at 22, 23 at that time, I believe I was my own person. I was in a toxic relationship and I was part of that toxicity. I'm going to put that out there. But this person that I was dating had cheated on me with men and was convinced that I was going to do the same to her because as she had put it, and this was a quote from her lips, if I can cheat and I'm wonderful, then anyone could cheat. <laughs> So I caught hell the very few times I got rides home from male coworkers and got accused of doing all kinds of salacious sexual acts in the three minute drive home a mile down the road. So I had to wait outside. Well, three minutes is kind of long for most men. <laughs> but um, but <laughs> um, if you hear hacking in the background, that is our elder uh, dog who likes to choke every once in a while. So anyway, I finally get a ride home from a relative. All of the food that was left out on the counter was ruined. Um, she had not vacuumed up every room like we were supposed to after the bombing of the fleas because then there's like dead fleas and eggs and shit. Ugh. So I had to vacuum every single room. I was so sick, I didn't even visit with anyone. And then this is the best part. So this person that I was with rarely had a job at this point. And when she did, it was part-time at best and did a lot of job hopping around this time. So she bought my Christmas gifts with my credit card. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a lucky girl. Yeah, that's special. <laughs> Very special. And this person grew up in a certain religion where holidays are not celebrated. So she felt entitled to literally every item on her Christmas list, every single item. And there goes Darby. 
uh, I, having grown up celebrating Christmas since I was a child, assumed a list was a guideline. (laughs) (laughs) Suggestions. Suggestions, but it wasn't implied that every item would be bought. So Christmas morning, again, sick with the flu. I I just feel the need to reiterate that because it was fucking awful. We have our first Christmas together and we're opening our gifts and she's done and she looks pissed. And I'm like, what's wrong? I didn't get everything on my list. And I was like, yeah, no, I know. Like, I can't get everything, you know, like I got mo, and I got, I did get most. And she was really put out and I didn't know what to do because when this person would get put out, it could literally fucking ruin the day. And it was Christmas and that's always been a special day for me. So I wanted to like hold on to it. And I was like, well, what can I do? What can I do? She told me I could give back some of my gifts that she had given me, again, bought with my credit card. to make it up to her and I did it and she took them and they were like old navy shirts or something she wouldn't let me wear them like I couldn't even borrow them that's just petty it was awful that that sounds really horrible it it really was and that was your first Christmas together it sure was wow and you stayed for a total of five years yeah that was the first of five Christmases damn and we broke up in in a February, obviously not that February, but so that last Christmas we had together was just as terrible. Were all of them terrible? Pretty bad. Holidays were just bad. Mm, I'm so sorry. Yes. Yeah. It's it really. It, it, yeah. She, she sounds delightful. Right? She was. She was not boring, <laughs> to say the least. Um, I can go into the second Thanksgiving unless you want to share a story. No, I want to hear about the second You want to hear about second Thanksgiving. Yeah. Okay. So the aforementioned newly moved into apartment the following Thanksgiving. So we've been there almost a year now. We decide we're going to have Thanksgiving dinner. All of her family and all of my family. I'm going to cook fucking Thanksgiving. I've never cooked a turkey in my life. I've never done any of this, but I'm going to do it. We invite everyone. Everyone on her side of the family is into it, except for one aunt who lived in the apartment complex with us. And she was just like, ah, I'm not feeling it this year, but thanks for the invite. And, you know, cool. Okay. So at that time, the person I was with was working somewhere where around Thanksgiving every year, they gave either a turkey or a ham, like as like a holiday gift. Okay. That's nice. Right. Very nice. We had discussed our shopping list. Again, yes, she was working. It was still part-time, which I'm not belittling, but as far as like bringing in income, like between the two of us, we had one and a half jobs and expenses for two and a half people, I guess you could say. (laughs) There was like a shopping addiction going on with her at times and it was tough. Okay. So we... We were often writing what used to be called, when people actually use checks, rubber checks. Oh my gosh. Uh, And for those of you who aren't ancient like us, that is basically writing a check and dating, post-dating it 
for when you know you're going to have money in the account and just pray that they don't try to cash it before then. It's, it's yeah. So we're figuring out our grocery list and we've got this all planned and she comes home a couple of days before Thanksgiving and says, I decided to get the ham, not the turkey. And I'm like, but why? Well, I don't like turkey. Okay, but in three days, we're having like 20 people over for Thanksgiving dinner and we don't have the money to buy a turkey that's going to fucking feed all of those people. And she refused. She was like, no, it's my job. I get to pick, I want a ham. And I was like, so you're telling me we now have to find the money to buy a turkey. Yep. Well, her, her mother who worked at the same job ended up giving us her turkey, which was very nice. And I followed all the instructions, but I still managed to fuck up Thanksgiving dinner. I, I promise you it was our little apartment oven that just was not functioning. It could not handle a turkey of that size. It literally <laughs> never cooked. Like, like, I'm telling you, it had to have been in there for like 10 hours. Like, it just, it felt like it was never ending. And I got up super early and I did all the things and just like nothing was happening in there. So her grandmother, <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. So her grandmother said, that's fine. I'll bring my, my turkey over. So the aunt previously mentioned who had said thanks but no thanks to coming over on Thanksgiving had decided maybe about a week before Thanksgiving to throw her own Thanksgiving. Just spur of the moment. Spur of the moment, invited all of the same family members of my significant other, including others. And I'm talking, this is in the next building over. So it, it was, it seemed deliberate. It seemed hurtful. It, it seemed weird to say the least. Right. To add in the mix of all of this, this person's birthday tends to fall on or around Thanksgiving. And on this particular year, it fell on Thanksgiving. And again, this person having not celebrated birthdays and holidays growing up felt entitled to make every birthday in her adulthood like epic. More than, like, a day at the fucking fair, huge. Queen for a day. Yes. And the fact that occasionally it would have to be shared by a national holiday pissed her off. <laughs> so in addition to paying for most of the groceries and everything for the dinner, competing with her aunt, who was literally having her own Thanksgiving next door and invited all of the same people, having to buy our own turkey, even though we could have gotten one for free, and we did, but it's the principle. And it being her birthday, I made a special birthday cake just for her and like carved out a time of the evening for her birthday. It wasn't a pie. I mean, she was very clear and I get it. Like if you have to have a birthday on or near like a holiday, you want it to be different. You don't want to have a fucking pumpkin pie with a candle in it. I get it. That sucks. So I made a birthday cake on top of everything else. About an hour into dinner, I can't fucking find her. My whole family's here. Her whole family's here. Me and my mom are literally doing everything. We're serving, we're cleaning, we're clearing, we're doing everything. And she is nowhere to be found. And now it's like cake time. And, you know, like, my family drove an hour to get there. Like, 
they're ready to go home. Like it's time to kind of start wrapping shit up. So I'm like, where is she? Where is she? Well, she comes flying through the door looking pissed. Why? I don't know. She had been at her aunt's Thanksgiving (laughs) and was put out that I had interrupted her time to ask her to come back to our Thanksgiving so that I could sing happy birthday to her. We sang happy birthday. She literally blew out the candle, did an about face, left and went back to her aunt's house for the rest of the night. So you got stuck cleaning up everything. That that woman did not come back into the apartment until after 2 a.m. Wow. Yeah, I was pissed. In fact, I remember after everyone left, I was going to go to a bar. I had had it. <laughs> I had fucking had it. So first Christmas, second Thanksgiving. And what's interesting is second Thanksgiving, that is the first time I said to my mom, I'm thinking of leaving her. And it still took you three more years. Well, I... I left her for the first time the following March, but there were, there were many comings and goings. Oh, so there was just like a revolving door. I mean, you know, there's the lesbian rule, right? If you break up three times or have more than six months in between, it's over. Really? That's according to the show X's and O's. It's okay. a rule. I didn't know that. Now, we broke both of them because we definitely broke up more than three times. And there was definitely more than six months in between, but... Wow, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Did you guys know each other before you moved in together? Like, know each other well? Oh, no. Two months. She oh. was my first same-sex relationship. Oh. So I was kind of doing, like, my adolescence all over again. Because yes. I had just come out at 22. You know, we had talked about in episode two about me being in a cult. That kind of pushed back my whole coming out sexual identity stuff. Got it. Because I thought that was a sin. So, <laughs> so you were the, the stereotypical lesbian. 100%. Two months dating, you haul it. Oh, I was in. I was, I was in full force. From, like, the fact that a woman wanted to date me was, I like, I just shit myself. Like, I couldn't, <laughs> I just didn't know what to do with myself. Wow. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Well, I'm glad that, that <laughs> I'm glad that it didn't work out. I've learned a lot. I, you have. <laughs> I've learned a real lot and I've come away with some good stories so exactly yeah you have a lot of stories about her yes and, and they always make me laugh <laughs> they're a little sad I mean I've shared some of these stories on you know that TikTok trend where everyone's like got the like the lights going on in the background and it's like if you think you can hurt me and then I put a little thing and I think they're hilarious and the responses almost always are like this is really sad <laughs> <laughs> But you have you have plenty of time between them yes, to have had processed, a lot. and yeah, they. I mean, I I think they're funny. I mean, <laughs> they they are a little bit sad to think that you went through this at such a young age with somebody who could be so, so truly horrible. Yeah, but, you know. Now, when you hear them, they're they're funny. They are, and kind of ridiculous because you know when you're in it, you think you're never going to love anyone else again, and you feel like you're never going to feel that way again. And then you mature a little bit more and you find a relationship that's actually like healthy and compassionate. And you're like, oh, that wasn't anything. Like that was just like infatuation and lust and like 
the newness, I guess. Right. You know? Well, even when you and I met, I have to keep, I, even now, I have to keep convincing you I'm not like other people. Yeah. You know? It's and, like, and it's been true. <laughs> Thus far, you're not like other people. I think that the baggage from past relationships, whether they were good or bad, follows us throughout, you know? Yeah. And, and even if it's good stuff. I mean, I still get insecure every once in a while. I mean, you've seen me be like, are you, who are you talking to? You know, like literally out of nowhere. And it's just like <laughs> this weird baggage that like floats up from deep within me, even though there's nothing. And we talk it out and I'm like, oh yeah, you're not, <laughs> it's, it's fine. But yeah, it still sits in there. Yeah. I mean, I know you can relate. Yes. Yes. I, you are not a stranger to the bad ex. I have had some very interesting, very interesting dates in general. That is true. Um, I, <laughs> I was married for 18 years and my ex-wife and I had two wonderful children. And when they were around 12 or 13, we pretty amicably, amicably, that's a big word to say. It's hard. It's very hard. We pretty... It, it was a joint decision. We just kind of grew apart. No big deal. Consciously uncoupled before it was a thing. Perfect. Perfect. And um, I ended up moving in with and dating a friend of mine who I had watched her in her personal life mm -hmm. literally go from person to person. Okay. And like, you've been friends with her for how long? Oh, God. Five or six years. Okay. We were all a part of a group of friends and... You know, but she would be with, with one partner and cheating on her with another one. And oh. then she would be with the, with the person she cheated on, but then she would be cheating on them with someone else. I am exhausted and literally want to yawn just hearing about that. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. And, and um, she, overall, she was a really nice person and she always claimed to be the victim in all of these relationships. Mm -hmm. and, okay. Um, so... I, I I got involved with her, and it wasn't very long before I was completely and utterly, I, I don't know what, what you would call it, under her spell. Mm. And and the bottom line was she's, she's a, a narcissistic, um, controlling, it's just everything, every checkbox for narcissistic personality disorder, isn't yeah. that what it's called now? Yeah, oh yeah she checks off every box oh i mean just to the point where she was alienating me from friends and family she questioned every phone call i made or received she, every phone call everything if i um if i needed or wanted to talk to my ex-wife usually we talked a couple times a week about the kids about i was gonna the, say you have kids together right we would talk about the kids and their schedule and other things and that's all, that's all it was. And we had known each other for 18 years. So we were good friends, you know, and, but this yeah. narcissistic person just couldn't handle that. I mean, she hated it. And the, the, the evil story I have to tell about her, I have a lot, but this one just kind of sums it all up and wraps it all into a, a neat little package. Okay. We, we'd been together and I was, um, I was in a, a pretty bad car accident mm. um, where the, the car was totaled and um, the God. firefighters had to cut me out of the car and it was a it was a horrific accident. But anyway, I was rushed to the emergency room 
everything that had been in my car was still in my car. And I didn't have my phone or anything like that. And I... Because you'd been in a car accident. Right. A major one. <laughs> a major one. And uh, my my back was broken. Jesus. So they get me to the hospital and they're, you know, they're doing all of their trauma things and getting me stable. And it was a couple of hours sure. before I was stable enough that a nurse came in and said, you know, we, we need to know who to call for you. And she dialed the number and she gave me the phone and... I finally get in touch with this evil ex <laughs> and as soon as she answers the first thing she says is where the hell have you been i have been texting you and calling you oh. all day and you mm -mm. haven't answered are you cheating on me are you fucking somebody else and i'm laying there in a morphine daze and literally I, with a broken back literally with a broken back i still have my collar <sighs> on I, you know um and and i just i can barely talk and i'm like baby just baby Baby, stop. Baby, I'm not cheap. Baby. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> she finally shuts up enough so that I can tell her I'm in the hospital. It's bad, and I need you here. Yeah. So at the Fuck if I got that call. Jesus. Right. So she mumbles something and hangs up. Okay. I assume she's on her way. Okay. So in the meantime, I also called my ex-wife. Okay. I needed to talk to her. I was supposed to have the children, you know, start. Sure, there's logistics. Logistics. I needed to let her know that I'm not ignoring you. I'm not ignoring the kids, but I'm in the hospital. P.S. You've known this person. 18 at this, years. Well, at this point, you've known each other for even longer. You're family. We're family. I mean, I, yeah. So my ex is like, oh my God, I'm coming there. Well, she was closer to the hospital I mean, my, my uh -oh. ex-wife was closer to the hospital than my narcissistic ex. So the ex-wife made it to the hospital before. And when the, when the horrible ex walked in, <laughs> you could tell she was pissed. <laughs> so anyway, I get through that. I was in the hospital for a while, and uh, they got me all suited up for a, a body uh, cast type thing. And yeah. So I finally get to go home. Finally. Um, I had to do some physical therapy and anyway, I finally get to go home and I, I go in the house and the bad ex says to me, I'm going to the fair tonight. I'm sorry. I'm going to the fair tonight with a friend. Like you just walked in the door. Yeah, literally. From leaving the hospital with your back still broken. Yes, I'm in this body uh, cast thing. And awesome. I am on really large doses of pain medication. I imagine it wouldn't be safe to be alone. No, that was, that was one thing that they said is don't leave her alone for at least a week because of the medication. Jesus. So she's like, yeah, I, I really want to go to the fair. And so-and-so invited me. And I don't know when I'll have another chance to go. So anyway, I'm going. Um, fuck the fucking fair. Yeah. So she arranged for someone to come and mind me, to, to babysit me while she was gone. Which was fine, I guess. Well, later, like a month or two later, I figured out that she went to the fair with mm -mm. the person she was cheating on me with. Oh my God. And mm -mm. so she left me alone mm. the, the day I came home from the hospital. Oh, I wish you would. To go and, mm -mm. and hang out with her girlfriend at the fair. I was so pissed. 
And anyway, after we broke up, um, finally, because she was cheating on me and she wanted to be with the woman she was cheating on me with, I, I found out all, all of this stuff that had happened mm. um, and that I was completely blind to, all of the cheating and the lies and... Oh, that's awful. Oh, yeah. She's, she's horrific with the lies and the secrecy and... Um, like, I, I didn't talk to a lot of friends or my family for most of the time that we were together because she just kept making it yeah. so hard. Right, and at that point, I can relate to that too. Like, it's just easier to comply right, and give in because it avoids a fight. Uh -huh. And so even when you know it's not right and even when you want to do something, it's like you're always looking at the big picture like... All right, it's Friday night. If I choose this hill to die on now, like my weekend's gonna suck. Right. So, so and it, yeah. And she didn't necessarily fight, but she she whined and mm. made me feel so guilty about yep. doing something that was normal. Yeah. Um, you know, I I used to go to these meetings. Um, I'm on the board of a, a, a local theater company here, and we would have board meetings. And so we would have a board meeting and she was friends with the uh, founder and, sure. um, you know, of, of this company. So she would be texting me and I'm not responding because I'm in a meeting, which she knows I'm at a meeting. Right. And so she would be texting our other friend who's the founder of this company. And also at the meeting. And, and she's also at the meeting. Right, right. And she'd be texting her, is, is Laura there? Ha. Huh. She's not responding to me. Are you sure she's there? Because I'm in a meeting. Right. And if the meeting was supposed to end at 7 and we went over, which we frequently do, she would automatically think I was cheating. And so, again, she, yeah. would, check, she would text this other friend. Yep. Why isn't the meeting over? Is Laura there? Is she cheating? And, you know, the other friend was like, she's right here. We're all together. And also, like, how awkward is that <coughs> to then start triangulating your friends? And uh -huh. that's, that's like, a little embarrassing. And then you, there's awkwardness potentially between you and your friend. Like, that's just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and luckily, you know, uh, this other friend knew how she was. Right. And, and so it wasn't awkward or embarrassing. But that was, that was truly a nightmare. It was three years of my life that I will wow. never be able to get back. But... Um, yeah, that's, yeah, that narcissistic controlling aspect I can definitely relate to. Um, when I was working at that daycare that I mentioned, you know, I worked eight hours a day and she wasn't working at the time when I first started and she felt that I owed her the same amount of time when I got home to spend with her. So if I was at work for eight hours, then I was expected to spend eight hours with her. Yeah. Just to spend time with, or like, could you be over there reading? No. And she could be... Oh, over there reading was probably one of the things that she would whine and complain about the most that I did. And it's one of my favorite things to do. Lounge on the couch on a Saturday afternoon with the windows open, reading a book and dozing off. And because it didn't actively involve her, she would get pissed off because I wasn't giving her attention. We weren't actually interacting. 
what did she want to do as far as interaction? You know, it's so weird because I was just sitting here thinking about that. I do think we played a lot of games. She didn't like movies either. She would say, all I did was watch movies when I wasn't dating. I don't want to watch movies now. And I love movies. Right. And I love watching movies with people, like especially if they haven't seen it and right. it's a favorite of mine. Nope, so we can never do that. We, we didn't read. It was mostly just following her around and that was about it. We didn't have a lot in common. There wasn't a lot of like intellectual conversation. I, thinking back now, like I honestly don't know. It's weird. So there's like probably a, there was a lot like there was a lot of fucking. I mean, <laughs> it just all came flooding back to me. <laughs> At least there was that. I mean, I, well, I mean that had its own, you know, trials and tribulations. Was this the ex that made you sit in the bathtub with them? I, the bathroom while she pooped. Yeah, that that uh, I, that's she had some bowel issues okay and and that's totally fine and acceptable mm -hmm. but who needs like a companion yeah it was it was um it was beyond codependent it was beyond yeah and I can still remember the day I spoke up for myself and said I just I just I really uh just don't want to sit in the bathroom and smell your poop so my big step of of independence was I'm gonna sit outside. Oh my gosh! The bathroom. So you would sit outside the door, mm -hmm. and and would she talk to you, or are you just mm, there for moral support? Just there for moral support. So I, that was when I could read. Oh, we had handheld like Yahtzee and stuff like that. We could do that, but I couldn't like. I mean, at this point, it was like 2004, 2005, so like texting, and there was no smartphones, obviously. Mm -hmm. So that wasn't a thing. But like, I couldn't like call my mom or like be in another room. I had, you know, she would prefer if I was there for moral support. That's yeah. new. I, I don't, I don't think I, <laughs> I've, I've heard of some codependent <laughs> shit, but that's a different level. Yeah. Yeah. I, oof. I just can't, I, I can't imagine being in a relationship like that again. Like my bad ex always needed attention too. Yeah. And if it, it's it, exhausting, it's exhausting. And if the attention wasn't about her, then she got a little grumpy. Yeah. And so being a parent to two teenagers, you know, my attention was, you know, on them and as it should be. <clears throat> yeah. And she really resented that. But um, now that I've, you know, gotten through that and I've kind of matured a little bit. Right. And now I'm an old lady. <laughs> I don't want to be that close to someone. Like, no. I don't, I mean, no offense, but I don't want to spend no. eight hours with you at a time. No. Um, I enjoy spending time with you, but right. I also enjoy watching movies and reading and, you know, doing whatever other things that I want to do. Yeah. But we we do a lot of what I think, ugh, Woody Allen, ugh, I think he coined this phrase, though, in the 70s, separate togetherness. Yeah. We do a lot of that. Like, you might be watching a show and I'm coloring or I'm listening to a podcast and, you know, I have my room and you have your office but we do tend to congregate in the living room kitchen area like most people do i think That's food hello and couch i mean my little nook 
Um, but we're not necessarily always engaged in doing something together or right. doing something at, like at the same time, like the same activity. Right. Like, we'll be in the same room or in the same vicinity, but yeah. Yeah, I think that's totally healthy. Yeah. I don't know. That's, we're pretty uh, quiet, folks. Are we? Okay, you're quiet and I'm pretty shrieky, but <laughs> <laughs> I do have a very uh, people-y job, so I do tend to be a little more on the quiet side when I get home. You're, 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 you're more animated at work? I have to be. Oh. I, I, you know, I have to, like, connect with, with people. Got it. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm more animated. I'm definitely more weird at home. Oh, good. I good. let my freak flag fly. That's hard to say. It is, and I'm impressed with myself. Freak flag fly. Yep. And wow. I let that freely at home. You good. Know, little snippets at work. You know, safe snippets of freakishness. Right. You don't want to let all the freak hang out. No. No. Not I mean, at all. This is North Carolina. Right. When it starts dragging the ground, you need to... <laughs> Pick it up. Pick it up. Start tucking some back in. <laughs> well, um, we would love to hear your stories, your experiences... Again, you can email us at pixieandogrepod at gmail.com, P-I-X-I-E-A-N-D-O-G-R-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Bye, guys. Bye. If you are interested in sending us listener letters, asking for advice, sharing something unusual or topics that you want us to discuss, send an email to pixieandogrepod at gmail.com. That's P I X I E. A-N-D-O-G-R-E-P-O-D at gmail.com. Thanks.